Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insights, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a coworker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. And I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm hoping you're doing just that. Saving your sanity, regaining your equilibrium, finding some balance, and recognizing that everything is not your fault, even though a hijackal, a toxic, difficult person told you everything was your fault. So if you have friends who are similarly living with difficult people, do invite them along and tell them all about Save Your Sanity. And also, remember there are lots of episodes for you, so you will have lots of fun going back and learning all kinds of new things by going to wherever you prefer to get your podcasts and look up Save Your Sanity. So today I want to talk about leaving a hijackle. And for those people that I work with, and you can work with me too at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R relationship, H-E-L-P.com. When I'm working with people, they often are in the process of deciding whether to leave or not, deciding how to leave. But today I want to talk about what it feels like, what you will likely feel like while and when you're leaving that person. Because leaving that relentlessly difficult person, that one who hijacks the relationship for his or her own purposes, it can feel like a double-edged sword. Hijackals scavenge the relationship for power, status, and control, and they leave you feeling discouraged, demeaned, and disempowered. And then finally, you recognize the need to leave, and then what? In my Facebook group, the closed group, Optimize Life, a member posted an article and then asked, are you wondering what will happen if you end your relationship with a hijackal? Well, the writer of that article used the word narcissist, but that's fine. Hijackals are narcissists or borderlines or antisocials or histrionics, but of course there's no difference. So it's a good question because leaving a hijackal can be absolutely daunting. And I so understand why so many people take so long to leave. So the first step is recognizing that you're with a hijackal. And if you've read my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal, you'll find that at hijackals.com, you'll know you're with one or were raised by one. And you don't have to be leaving the person as in a marriage or a romantic relationship. You could be leaving a relationship with a mother or a father, a coworker, a colleague, or a friend. But you've likely been making excuses or offering rationalizations and justifications for the hijackal's bad behavior for, well, like forever. 
And either the behavior seems familiar to you because you were raised around it, or you're used to turning yourself into a pretzel or a doormat to please other people by now. You want to be loved, and in the beginning, a hijackal will do everything possible to convince you that you've met your one true soulmate. So if that happened to you in a romantic relationship, who wouldn't fall for it? Don't make yourself wrong for that. If you happen to have been raised by a hijackal, though, you're highly likely to attract one as a life partner. And if you've recognized the soul-destroying effects of living with one or being raised by one, thinking of leaving is a remarkably healthy thing to do. Now, I'm using the word leaving in two ways. You may be physically leaving a relationship with a partner, or you may be leaving emotionally, such as going no contact with a family member or a friend. So today's topic is how will you feel when you first leave a hijackal? Preparing to leave will be a samba. Two steps forward and one step back. Two steps forward and one step back. Yes, I know that leaving a hijackal is the only sane thing to do and I need to do it for my own well-being and mental health. But how will I ever manage with finances, children, little support from family or friends or community? What if the hijackal changes? What if I'm wrong? All that's going on in your mind. I bet you're nodding because you've had those thoughts. And naturally, it will provoke anxiety, maybe even great anxiety. I remember the night before I left my hijackal husband. I'd been packing for weeks and stuffing boxes out of sight in the back of closets. And the day of the move, I was anxious beyond words. I knew I had to do it for myself and for my sanity and for the children's well-being. And yet the likely consequences seemed beyond daunting. What will he do? What will he say? How will he react? Will he find me? I'd taken lots of precautions that he couldn't find me. But would he? Would he follow me? What would happen? Now, fortunately for me, I was the breadwinner in the family. So financial anxiety was not part of my mix. But on that moving day, when there was so much anxiety and he was out for the day and it had all been arranged and my friends were there, it was those friends who carried that day. Because every time I wanted to take everything out of the truck and put it back before he came home, they said, no way. We know why you made this decision. This is the right decision for you. You need to keep moving forward. And that's one of the reasons that I call part of my work focus on forward, actually. So I did get moved. I got moved to a secret location and they made it happen. Amazing friends. I'd confided in them what was going on. They knew that I was making the right decision. They were also wise enough to realize it was difficult. I was young, young children. But I knew I had to leave because it was so crazy making. So I was raised in a den of hijackals, so it was natural for me to attract one. In fact, many hijackals have radar for likely prey. I was successful in my career, and that was a saving grace. Like most, 
I believe that if I just had more love, more patience, more compassion, more attention, and I threw more money in his direction, he'd straighten up. He'd feel good about himself. He would, he would finally feel loved enough to start behaving in his predatory ways. And of course, he didn't. And I left. And none of that was easy or quick. And in particular, it wasn't easy or quick because he was what we call a covert hijackal. So he wasn't the kind who was arrogant and in your face about everything and all about me.com. No, he was the kind who was always making a person feel guilty, always making everybody, everybody else's fault, always playing the victim. Oh, well, you never want to do what I do. You never want to go where I want to go. You never let me do things. And sometimes he would cry. So don't get confused. Hijackles come in all stripes. So there I was in my secret location, sitting alone with my children. My friends were gone and the boxes were looming. And then it hit me with full force. There was the great relief that it was done. That was huge. And then there were the anxieties. How could I keep him from coming to my work and following me home? Was it right to keep the children from him until I felt secure? Or was I being an awful person? What if he went to Child Protective Services and told them I'd taken away his access to the children, making me out to be the bad person? What if I made a mistake and it was me not doing or being or giving enough? After and often during the relief and the anxiety is the fear of repercussion. And then that's followed rapidly by second guessing the decision to leave. So at a deep level, you're curiously addicted to the hijackal drama. So you will both feel relieved and surprisingly, and a little sadly, lost without it. That addiction to drama is subconscious. On the surface, you hate the highs and lows and I don't knows of life with that person. It's a roller coaster ride through many different kinds of hell. Yet the emotional volatility keeps body chemical shifting and it's difficult for you to actually let down and be at peace, even though that's what you've longed for for so long. So what else can you expect when leaving a hijackal? Well, the hijack will have already done his or her best to alienate you from your friends and family. Hijackals need to win and they need to have power. So they tell stories to your friends and families to slowly turn them away from you. They cast you in a light of maybe emotional fragility, if not downright saying you may have mental illness. That's very common. Don't worry about it. You lose your support. And the hijackal's desire is to gain their support. It's a double hit. And therefore, you're highly likely to feel loss and loneliness at deep levels. And the prospect of having to begin again to create friendships can be depressing and overwhelming, especially because you don't trust your ability to know who to trust anymore. Very difficult. And the hijackal has probably told you all kinds of horrible things about who you are. Please don't believe anything a hijackal says to you about who you are. 
It's all projection and fear on their part. It has very little, if anything, to do with you. So how do you feel when you're leaving a hijackal? You'll likely feel an overwhelming mixture. Relief, fear, freedom, strength, weakness, courage, hopelessness. And it'll be mixed with the certainty you did the right thing while feeling totally uncertain about your future. And I'm sorry to have to add this, but the courts often disappoint you when you learn there really is no justice to be found. But it's worth it. Leave that difficult person. Prepare carefully. Unless there's physical or sexual abuse, take your time. Do your own work. Prepare financially. Prepare carefully. Prepare, prepare, prepare. And then do it anyway, no matter how difficult. You deserve to be free. You deserve to be loved and accepted and respected and trusted and appreciated. And overall, you deserve to be safe emotionally, physically, sexually, spiritually, mentally, every possible way. And all those things cannot happen when you're with a hijackal. So even though it may not be the easiest road, it will be the best road in most cases. And yes, there are a few hijackals that can be worked with. I've worked with couples where one was a hijackal and we could actually make some changes that were sufficient to keep the relationship together, but generally not. Please note, generally not. So just a few tips. If you're thinking of leaving or are about to leave, prepare. You're going to feel those things. It will happen and you'll make it through. I did, and I know you will, and there will be moments when you don't think you can, but you will, and those are the moments to call your real friends. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you're spending this time with me as usual. I hope you'll listen to every episode and be back for the next one too. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com. F-O-R Relationship H-E-L-P dot com or visit me on YouTube at 4 Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.